Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Mike Nelson, CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, coming to you as always from the beautiful studios high atop the Alaco building in Waco, Texas. And we are on, we're having, I should say, a brisk winter day today. I think the temps out here about 22 degrees as I come to you here on January 16th. So I think we're going to get some warmer weather here before too long, which is kind of nice. As always, uh, I'm coming to you with the weekly update. Of course, it's on a Tuesday today because yesterday was the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, celebration nationally, and it was a federal holiday. I hope everybody just had a great celebration. So we're coming to you here on Tuesday today. And uh, as always, the update is fueled by our friends at MBS Highway. And if you don't know who that is, just Google Barry Habib and MBS Highway. You can also go to my website, efficientlending.net. I I, uh, I post in the Learning Center uh, the printed copy of the Road Signs Weekly Update from Barry Habib. So you can listen through to my podcast here, but you can also pull down um, the written copy of this, which adds some color and some detail to uh, to the update. So the headlines for this week, it's all about inflation and home prices uh, rising. So that's the good news uh, for this week, um, inflation coming down and uh, the real estate market continuing to appreciate in value. So uh, you may have heard as we went through last week and this week that the annual core inflation number fell below 4% year over year. And so that is the CPI, the consumer price index, there are two main kind of inflation metrics that the Fed is looking at. One's called consumer price index. You'll hear that as CPI. The other is PPI or the producer price index. Pretty easy to uh, differentiate the two. Uh, when you hear consumer or CPI, just think of yourself, what, what you're paying at the grocery market for goods and services. And when you hear PPI, producer, think of you know manufacturers or the companies that are, are building the goods and services that, that we're consuming. So the other point that I want to make sure uh, I, I bring home here is the importance of understanding the trends in this data and this information. We talked about it a little bit last week as well, but you got to really listen uh, if you're consuming mainstream media on real estate and the housing market, what metrics are being quoted. Because the year-over-year core CPI, core meaning uh, volatile energy and food prices are stripped out to measure CPI. The month over month, November to December, actually went up just a little bit, a couple tenths of a percent to 3.4%. So you may hear a headline saying, hey, CPI inflation's back heating up, it's hot again. And we got to be careful here because the Fed, what we're really looking at is annual CPI numbers. And the good news is the annual CPI number fell from 4.0% to 3.9%. 
And that is the first time that core CPI has been below 4% in the previous two years. So the good news is, depending on the media source that you're hearing, is year-over-year inflation is continuing to come down, even though we had a month-over-month slight gain. And any gains we have in the CPI numbers are really from uh, energy costs, used cars, and car insurance. Uh, When we're measuring these numbers, there are different factors, and the factors have different weighting. And so energy and car, used cars and car insurance kind of caused that month-over-month rise. Inflation peaked in 2022, the headline number, at 9.1%, and we're now at 3.4%. So that's that's just the straight CPI number. The core CPI, again, stripping out uh, volatile energy and food prices, is now at 3.9% down from a peak in 2022 of 6.6%. That's great news, and you've probably heard many people talking about since oh, mid-October, uh, mortgage rates have improved, and that really is because of these inflation numbers improving. The wholesale inflation number, that's the producer price index, also fell a tenth of a percent in December, uh, and it was forecasted to rise a tenth of a percent. So, of course, the market likes it when uh, inflation doesn't rise as much as we might think it would uh, from expectations. So uh, the core producer price index on an annualized basis fell to 1.8% from 2%. And December's 1% year-over-year is down sharply from the peak in 2022 of 11.7%. So what we're seeing is good inflation numbers across the board, and that's really important. Home prices is the other big headline. Home prices rose nationwide uh, about two-tenths of a percent from October to November. That is an all-time high for the seventh straight consecutive month, and prices are about 5.5% higher uh, than in November of 2022. So if you'll remember the first part of last year, obviously uh, there was uh, some decline in price uh, and then uh, people like Barry Habib and MBS High, we were predicting somewhere between 4 and 6 4 and 7% year-over-year growth and appreciation in homes by the end of 2023. And it looks like that's going to be right where we're at. So the important thing to understand is we want to really look at the trend of this data. So inflation is coming down. We heard some Fed speak over the previous month that uh, they're anticipating rate hikes for next year. So as we start thinking about trended data, trended information for jobs and housing and inflation and employment, we want to see improving markets on the inflation side. Uh, that might also indicate a slowing of the economy. So we, so we anticipate those types of results coming as we make our decisions. And now we want to see, as we go through time, data points to affirm kind of what our expectations are. So back in the middle of October, I was suggesting we may be seeing an inflection in the marketplace in the middle of October. I was saying, hey, this could be the bottom. We may see things start to improve. And lo and behold, we're in the middle of January, and we're seeing the inflation numbers year over year continuing to trend down. And that's what we would have expected to see back in October. And so I, if you're really looking at a real estate, if you're a buyer or a seller, and you're trying to make good decisions to create that generational wealth and legacy that we talk about on this podcast, that's kind of how we're assuming or simulating this type of data to see is what we think going to happen actually happening. And so in the middle of October, I was saying, hey, I think the market may be improving. And now we're in January and lo and behold, it has been doesn't mean that we're out of the woods and everything's going to be great. I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting that 
what we were expecting to happen seems to be happening. So we want to incorporate that in our decision-making uh, processes. Okay. What are we looking for from uh, data, housing data this week? Well, we're going to look at the builder confidence, housing starts, building permits and existing home sales. So based on the improving interest rate market uh, that we've seen, we would expect the data coming out relative to housing to be positive. And lo and behold, next week on the update, we'll talk about that and see if we met our expectations. All right, my mortgage morsel, what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm going to start over oh, a five or a six session series on mortgage tools that are available to buyers and sellers. And you can pick up all these tools on my website and you can call me directly, uh, obviously, as well. So we're going to look at some of the buyer and owner tools that are out there, valuing your home, where do you want to buy, some Airbnb rental potentials. I've also got great tools on cost of waiting to buy a home, debt consolidation, evaluating ARM versus fixed loans, seller contributions, how they can improve your interest rate, and then cost assumptions of buying versus renting. So we're going to start, oh, that's a six or a seven part series where I'm going to cover one of those topic points each Monday, just a brief kind of, you know, for example, cost of waiting. What does the tool look like? How do we use it? And what kind of information can that type of tool provide for us as we're making real estate decisions and trying to build generational wealth and legacy through real estate? All right, that is my update for this beautiful January 16th. Uh, you can find me online at efficientlending.net. I have a YouTube channel, which is uh, slash at efficient lending, of course, Facebook efficient lending. But most importantly, I love a phone call and I love it when people call me. You can reach me 720-419-3016. Thanks again for checking out my information and my content and my podcast. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for joining us on Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And a big thank you, as always, to Rogue Media Network and their support of this podcast. They're so appreciated. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, a mortgage company located in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can reach us at YouTube at Efficient Lending or on Facebook at Efficient Lending. And of course, I always love a phone call at 720-419-3016. Email works as well at mike at efficientlending.net. Efficient Lending Incorporated, NMLS 1876539. And my individual NMLS number is 1314188. As always, thanks for listening to Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And we look forward to connecting with you again on a future episode. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.